Buckle up. Somebody's feelings are about to be hurt. There is a factor which can be observed across mankind that separates those who have it from those who don't. And immediately we start running into a moral problem of where does this separation come from? How did it get there? And is it such that we ought order our society by it? History is filled with people, tyrants, dictators, despots, murderers, individuals, and thieves who have illuminated themselves as holier than thou, as the better people. And when we look at this, we look at it and say, that's evil. But at the same time, we recognize this also to be true. Even though all people are created equal, having equal moral, metaphysical value before God, or at least all people, if we believe that men are created in the image of God, are all created in his image, and therefore there bears moral weight, we also run into a problem. Not all people are the same. Some of those differences, those characteristics, are visible, and some of them are not. Some people are somehow physiologically more inclined towards certain athletic capabilities, whereas others uh, are entering into the world, unfortunately, with disabilities. But we don't say that a person is any less of a human because they're missing a leg. And so what is this factor of many, many factors that separates those who have it from those who don't? And I wish I had a single word for it. And perhaps if I continue studying, I will find it. But instead, I'm going to describe it. Some people are able to function in a morally ambiguous, high-risk environment that requires them to go do the action, not simply react. Not everybody exists in this category. And by making the category distinct, I may end up offending those who don't have it, and that is not entirely the intent. It can be applied to many different things. Look at music. Some people can play excellently, but when you put them in front of a crowd, they collapse under pressure. Some people have great words of wisdom and have concerned themselves with things that are very, very, very close to the heart may be extremely accurate, but when they are forced to defend those things, those ideas in an intellectual conversation, they don't have the ability to because they have to make statements that may cause others who disagree with them to find that disagreeance disagreeable. But what happens when we talk about it in the realm of violence? Barring certain exceptions, I think we can come to the fair agreement that most people, if not all people, if pushed, will choose to defend themselves. Both the individual, the father, the family, the Navy SEAL, the woman in the, in the, in the Walmart parking lot, if that's what you want to use as an example. Across society, generally speaking, I believe that most people will defend themselves if put into the situation. And many of them will do so valiantly, capable, 
of good action. They will have made themselves ready for the, t the moment, even though they don't know when or where or if it will happen. But many of us have spent the time to figure out how to defend our lives should the need arise. But self-defense itself is not the same thing as going on the offense. Choosing to walk the razor's edge of morality where lives hang in the balance and be able to do so with a modicum of success, humility, courage even, and do the right thing despite where do the right thing despite the circumstances or in regards to the circumstances. And then and this distinction becomes uh, very quickly a question of where, why, or how. How does this difference come to pass? Is it a training thing? Is it a nurture question? Is it a nature question? Is it just in some people and not in others? Do some people just not have that violent bone in their body? And I think it's a difficult question. Should all people cultivate this ability? And what it looks like, though, is it is something that separates people who are capable of self-defense, of violence, from those who are capable of violence and are willing to engage in it, able to engage in it, that are not collapsing under the moral weight of their decisions at every moment, nor are they ignoring it, being a key point, and we find that not everybody has it. And this might actually be a good thing for society. It might be a good thing, some may argue, that people are so unaccustomed to that proactive form of violence, whatever you call it, that they find it distasteful and choose otherwise. Some may call it immoral. Some may write our codes to make that the case. And it, this isn't a call for people to be violent, though there will be an interesting argument to be made over that. There is a question of, are you capable of doing what is right in a morally ambiguous situation? Or will you revert to the simplified catatonic ideas that have dominated so many men in the past where the ends just get to justify the means because it's easier than thinking about the consequences of my actions? Or are you going to choose to shut down, collapse under the pressure, give in? I believe that some of what we as veterans encounter when we talk about PTSD can come from not having or, or, or well, well, some of what we call PTSD to be and this is clinical, I guess in some sense, the moral injury which is caused by not believing the right things when we were doing things, when we were experiencing violence in that environment. Maybe there's a sense of guilt attached to it, and that is a heavy burden to bear. 
But when it, com- when it comes to this factor in people, it is an observable reality across at least Western populations that some people have it and some people don't. And I think that this division causes much of the, in, or has, ha, it's not causing itself, but has much to do with why we see so much infighting in a community that should get along. I think we're trying to, in an innocent sense, establish the right kind of dominance or the right part- participation in our community, our value, our worth to other people. And in a negative sense, I think what it looks like is when it's gone wrong, an ugly form of elitism, which is unwarranted. So the question asked in this episode will be, if you were to divide people in a certain community between those who have it and those who don't, how would you divide them? What is the factor? Is it whether or not they have five months of food stored up? Or is it whether or not they know how to do a thing? Or is it that they're just not trustworthy under pressure? And if you can identify that factor that adds value to those who have it and is considered different for those who don't, where do you lie? Let's be honest. Because when it comes to gun culture, I don't think it's necessary for all people to have it. But it is something that we admire in those who do. And it's, it is that location where the moral injuries are made, where we see the greatest need within our communities is how do we solve that? How do we engage in that? How do we think about what is right and true and good? And if we make those corrections, those changes, those beliefs understandable to ourselves, maybe we will see a little bit of relief in that sense. Some people have it and some people don't. We are all created equal. So if you have it, do not look down on those that don't. And if you don't have it, do not look up or across the room with resentment. This has been the Redacted Culture Cast. If you want to join in the discussion, you can head over to redactedculture.locals.com. That is where, if you want to support us, We have conversations that are mostly driven towards members, supporting members, but occasionally we'll open some stuff up over there. Be advised, we will be bringing back some t-shirts. The original black or white printed on black will be returning. We're going to have to do a long pre-order because as those who are watching on YouTube can see, we are on the road. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope that this discussion has brought something meaningful to your life that you can think about, that has given you a small amount of hope that you're not alone. We are out here trying to ask hard questions with dignity. It's not always easy, but we'll do what we can. Thank you very much for listening. Keep your hatchet sharp and your powder dry.